Welcome to the Answers on Aging podcast. This podcast provides solutions to your questions and commonly faced challenges about caregiving, legal and financial issues, personal struggles associated with the normal aspects of aging, and the unforeseen obstacles that oftentimes can be life-altering and even devastating. Each episode dissects real-life, real-time issues and will often feature special guests who bring expert-level knowledge and free resources straight to you. This podcast is hosted by certified elder law attorney Todd Watley and licensed nursing home administrator Sarah Scott. Together, these aging experts bring an impressive combined 30-plus years of experience to the table in order to give you all the answers on aging. All right. Hey, Sarah, how are you? Hey, Todd. How are you? I'm just lovely. Good. Well, this is episode number four, and we are getting into this and um, covering some pretty cool stuff. We are. It doesn't take long to really get into the weeds for um, aging and what to do, what to avoid, how to plan, Mm -hmm. how to prepare. So that's what we hope to bring you Mm -hmm. today. So thanks so much for listening to the Answers on Aging podcast. There we go. So today we're going to um, touch on a subject (laughs) that is very touchy Mm -hmm. and a lot of our parents really don't want to talk about it. They don't want to get into it just because this generation is so private. Yes. So we're going to talk about finances. Yes. So the answer that we are going to give you today is to the question, who needs to know about my finances and why? I can just say, I'm not a senior. You're a lot closer to being a senior than I am. That's true. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Todd is a whopping 20 years older than me, and I love to point that out at any cost just just about all in good fun yes yes so um in our intro when it says it combined 30 plus years (laughs) the bulk of that is with this guy um but i've got a pretty i've got more than a decade so i mean that's that's worth mentioning but um so today you are going to learn who should know about your finances or how to go about obtaining financial information for your aging loved ones and when is the best time to either get this information or share this information so hopefully our listeners are not just the adult children caregivers but they are also the seniors and so it's kind of a two-part question or two-part answer to the question. So you'll also figure out how to share this information or initiate these conversations from just listening to our podcast. So when this topic comes up, um, Sarah asked me, you know, do you have a story to tell? And there was a time when I was early in my career and a gentleman was found walking down the road. He was obviously having a experience or just suddenly became incapacitated. Mm -hmm. And so the judge called me and said, Hey Todd, I know you do elder law. Can you look into this? And so this guy was admitted to a psychiatric hospital, could not answer questions, could not tell us anything. And we, and to our knowledge, he had no family. And so we had to, figure out his finances 
just by walking into his house and start rummaging through file cabinets and oh different things. It, it was a mess. And so once the guardianship was granted and I was his guardian, I literally went to every bank and said, do you have a bank account for this guy? And they're like, no, we don't. I'm like, okay. So I'd get in my car and I drove to the next bank and I was like, do you have a bank account for this guy? They're like, yeah, we do. And I was like, okay, I need those documents. And so it, it took months and I didn't do it for free. Mm -hmm. And so we spent months trying to figure out where all his assets were. And so we would look at his checking account and see that there were transactions with, you know, some investment company and we would chase that lead. And it was just a true nightmare Mm -hmm. to try to figure out this guy's finances. And I bring that up because I was involved in it, but I've had family members, kids have to do the very same thing because their parents would not talk about finances Mm -hmm. and would not tell them where things are. And you will more than likely spend some time incapacitated and you're definitely going to die. Yeah. And someone has to figure out at some point what your finances are, and it will save you a tremendous amount of time and money if you do it now. And it can also save your family. I know coming from the nursing home perspective, um, it has so often just ripped families apart when there is no plan, there is no clue what dad has, how much, where to even look. And in my perfect little pie-in-the-sky bubble, I think there should be a database, like a worldwide database that you just enter in, like the social security number of the person, and boom, you get all the assets, everything, all their accounts, but... There's not a little perfect world out there like my pie in the sky. The government can do that. And on another point, when we do a Medicaid application, we're supposed to tell them everything that this person owns. Mm -hmm. And I think some people purposely don't tell us everything. But a lot of times it's the kids trying to piece this together and they don't tell us everything. We submit this to the state Medicaid department. We get a nice little letter back saying, "Um, you didn't tell us about this. life insurance policy or this investment account so the government can do it but but do they i mean i don't i've never for medicaid applications they do well yeah but i mean just for a family that has had a loved one pass away no they don't they're not going to do that Mm -hmm. so that system is there but you can't access it unless you're applying for public benefits yeah so anyway the point is There are a lot of really legit reasons why you should know the answer to who needs to know about my finances and why. Mm -hmm. That's why you're listening. So we're going to dive right into it. Um, one um, One of the resources that we have tied to the show notes, if you go to our website, is from the it's from Forbes.com and it's called Adult Children 101 Navigating Life and Finances with Aging Parents. And I'm not gonna go through the entire article, but there are some things that I pulled from it that I thought, oh yeah, well I didn't think of that on my own. Mm-hmm. So we've also got another article um, that was published in May of 2020. I'm sorry, in April of 2019 from nationaldebtrelief.com. So both of those 
articles are um, mentioned in our show notes if you want to really go into more sure. detail than what we cover today. But um, so we're going to. Make sure that this episode allows you to have the peace of mind by teaching you the exact ways to have these hard conversations, implement the planning processes, and carrying out all those tasks associated with knowing who, what, when, where, and why. Um, about sharing and obtaining the financial information that revolves around our aging loved ones. And let's face it, you don't ever see um, a moving trailer on the back of a hearse. We're not ever going to be able to take it with us. So you got to know where the stuff is and and what everybody has. So the why is this generation tended to be very personal, very private. And they just, you just didn't talk about finances to Mm -mm. anybody. No. And that carried on to the kids. The kids, it's like, you don't really need to know how much money mom and dad have. But at a point, the kids do need to know because aging people, if you know, if this has not happened to you, I guarantee that you know someone that it, it has happened to, yeah. they be, became incapacitated. Mm-hmm. And that means someone else has got to come in and manage your finances. And so many times, the the reason this is so important is if, if you're being scammed. And we'll do yeah. a whole show. We'll probably do half a dozen shows on on scams. Uh But so many times the older person is very trusting and they are being scammed and you've got to let someone know what you have and try to protect that from the scammer. Right. And you also, if you are the senior who's got all of these assets and everything and you don't feel comfortable sharing that information with your family because Maybe you've got a, a drug addict child or relative that's mm-hmm. going to try to be the one scamming you. Yeah. Um, other people that you should make sure that know everything about your financial picture would be your attorney, mm-hmm. um, your financial advisor, or a trusted friend, or maybe an adult child. I I say maybe, but if if you, if there's any way that you can share this with an adult child that's going to be right there with you the whole way, help carry out your wishes and make sure that things go where you want them to go. I would hope that everyone out there has, if not an adult child, at least a trusted companion or friend that they could give all this information to and feel confident that they're not going to do something wrong with it. I will say that, um, you know, as you listen to these podcasts, you're going to hear a very consistent theme, particularly from me, and that is everyone needs to do a power of attorney. Yes. Okay. It's yes. just a absolutely crucial document. And so there are times when I have worked with families and they've told me my kids do not know my finances and I don't want them to know until it's necessary. Well, what's important there is you name a child as your power of attorney. Mm-hmm. And as a power of attorney, they have a fiduciary duty to only do with your assets what is in your best interest. And I have a number of clients that have told me, I documented in their file that they, we are to be very private with their financial information until the point when they need to know. Mm -hmm. And so that, if you just absolutely don't want to talk about it, do what Sarah said and let an attorney know and say, 
Yes, they are my agent. You can talk to them at some point, but at this point, I just don't think it's necessary. And it's really not today. Right. But chances are there will be a situation where they need to know and someone needs to, besides you, needs to know this information and be able to share it to the people who need to know it. Yes. Yes. You've got, yes. If you don't trust the family member or just simply you trust them, you just don't want them knowing your financial business. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage the adult kids not to be offended if your parents don't share this information, but if they don't share it, then you need to encourage them to let you know who is their financial planner or who is their designated person that has all this information so that at their death, you're not doing all these searches and going to every bank and really scrounging around to see what all you need to close up. As a nursing home administrator, what's one of the first questions you ask a, a family when they're admitting someone? Because the bill's going to be seven or eight or $10,000 per month. What's your first question? Who has power of attorney? And how's this bill getting paid? Yeah. So yeah. if, and kids don't know, if, yeah. if you don't tell the kids and they're like, we don't know how much money mom and dad have. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to send you a bill. You're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> you you fit- don't want to put this bill. Yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. Um, Another thing for the adult children or the caregivers is to ask your parents if they have had um, any kind of aging plan put in place. And that might sound kind of like, okay, Sarah, we're not a whole senior experts here. No, we don't have an aging plan. Well, that's okay. But it may not be like an aging plan that they, that's what they call it. But what it is, is documents that are kept in a special designated place, usually like a a safety box or, um, I don't know, the bank, the what the safe safety deposit safe deposit box, yes, or in their home safe, so that you know where to go to get this information. Mm-hmm. And um, if if they don't want to share it with you, just say, okay, well, on your death, like where are the keys? Mm-hmm. How do I get in there? I right. promise not to do it until then, but how do I get access to that? If you aren't going to tell me, tell me where it is yeah. or who can tell me because yeah. it's just imperative. And if it, I will just say a little tip. If it is a safety deposit box, your name has to be on it to get that stuff without yeah. like a court order, right? The bank will not let anyone whose name is not on that safe deposit box in there. And yeah. so there's the name on the card and the key. Mm-hmm. You have to have both. And so you can put your kids' names on your safe deposit box, but without the key, they can't get in there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you can control that by keeping the key or a safe at home. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've got a gun safe and I keep things in there and only certain people have that, um, um, combination. And I know here's where my stuff is, but only certain people can get in there. Right. Okay. So now we've answered who needs to know about this stuff. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about again, just to really really drive home the importance of powers of attorney documents. You need to also disclose or have information about any trusts. Healthcare directives are incredibly important. If you don't have a healthcare directive and you have a POA from an attorney, shame on that attorney because he should have been covering all the bases, Mm -hmm. looking out for you, 
And I got to say, that is one thing that Todd does so well in working with his clients is is making sure that all of these pieces are in place. A uh, little plug for you there. Thank you. And then uh, funeral plans. Have you already prepaid for your funeral or is that something that maybe we need to go ahead and talk about? And one of our shows will be more about funeral planning, mm-hmm. but there are some really cool, um, creative and kind of enjoyable ways that we'll teach you about later on actually planning your funeral that could make it not so dreadful. And it also takes the burden away from the family members who just lost you. So um, that'll be coming down the pike. Deeds, bank accounts, insurance policies, all of them. Yeah. Let's talk about deeds real quick. Just yeah. a, a quick point, and there's a whole show on this, I'm sure. But in, in almost every state, there is there is a deed that allows you to transfer the property to whoever that you want to get it at your death and only at your death. So many times people will say, well, I'm concerned about Medicaid or probate or whatever, so I'm just going to give this house to my kid, and I'm sure they will let me live here. Well, mm-hmm. sh- sure, but... <laughs> things happen. And so please do a deed that you retain the interest while you're still alive. No one can kick you out. No one's going to, no one else's legal problems will cause you to lose this house, but it it transfers at death and because of your death and doesn't go through probate. Right. So who, what, when do we need to start sharing this information? Yesterday. (laughs) True. (laughs) It should have been done yesterday. I'm not trying to freak anybody out, but if you haven't shared this information or at least have a plan in place and let someone know where this information is located, get that done because nobody's promised tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows if they're going to fall down the stairs and fracture a hip and have to go into surgery and then not wake up. With full mental capacity, you never know. So just get it done. So, hey, let's go back and do that real quick. Okay. Because I want to show off something. So, Sarah, when should people plan for this? Yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This should have been done yesterday. (laughs) Woo. (laughs) I've got a new toy. That's fun. that makes it fun. Okay. Although it's not a joke. It's not a joke. But it's I mean, a good punchline. It is. It'll yes. punch you in the gut if you didn't get it done yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. These sometimes are really dull, not fun conversations to have. So we just try to throw in a little flair every here and there. Every here and there. Every here and there. <laughs> okay. So what what you don't want to do, though, is listen to the podcast and have all these tools in your back pocket and just bust into mom and dad's house and just start firing away questions because here come the porcupine needles. One of the best times is when they're, you know, many times our parents will say, have you heard about aunt so-and-so or, you know, your, your cousin so-and-so's mother-in-law, she's in the hospital and it's like, Hey, since it happened to her, uh-huh. it might happen to you, and therefore, why don't we talk about this? Yeah, let's keep that from happening to us. Yeah. What a nightmare. Or, I just heard this really good, helpful podcast that reminds me, we kind of need to cover a few things. And if they've got a computer, you can go to www.answersonagingpodcast.com yes. and... 
pretty much all that's there is our podcast. Uh-huh. You can go down, find episode four, and play it right there on the computer. You don't need a fancy smartphone or anything. You can do it on your computer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know who, what, when, where are we going to have this awkward conversation? And if you have ever listened to our radio show Mm -hmm. we do a show around the holidays just about every year about hard conversations to have and one of the first things we do is encourage you to leave your emotions at the door it's much easier said than done so i would recommend if it is at all possible to have this conversation take place in a in a professional setting or some type of pre-planned like almost roundtable conversation that you've been able to maybe invite your financial planner. Um, I know not everyone's attorney would make a home visit, but this guy would. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least some type of like neutral party to act as a moderator to also keep you on track and to help things go smoothly and be that neutral helpful person. I think if you're involved in church, I think your pastor would gladly Mm -hmm. do this. If Mm -hmm. you mention it and say, Hey, we're, I don't feel comfortable with this, but pastors understand this. They, you know, they've dealt with families that are going through this and after the effect, Mm -hmm. and they would be a very good advocate to um, sit down and help moderate this. Yes. A lot of churches or just, um, like spiritual organizations have small home group ministries Mm -hmm. and whoever kind of heads that off, I guarantee you would much rather sit down and have this conversation with you to plan ahead versus counseling your family when it's getting ripped apart because of all the finances and the stress Mm -hmm. after your death. Very good point. So just do it now and see, work really hard to try to have that neutral party. And it also makes it look like I'm not trying to be nosy and take advantage of your finances or you're not, you know, trying to act like you're on death's door. Mm -hmm. You just want to have that neutral party. I think that's a really big key to making it a successful and an efficient conversation. Mm -hmm. And why? Why? Oh, why? Do we need to know all this? But just... You know, a great segue is when this happens to a friend or family member, you know, to say, hey, you know, that happened to them. We need to talk about this, Mm -hmm. you know, and use this podcast. You know, like I said, just go into their house and say, hey, y'all need to listen to this and Mm -hmm. take, you know, 30 minutes and just go through this. Let us blame it on us. Yeah. Say, hey, they talked about it. Why don't we talk about it? Yeah. And there are going to be a lot of questions that come up in this conversation that we're not providing the answers to in the podcast today, but we are accessible. Mm -hmm. We have, uh, first of all, a weekly radio show that you can call in live and get the answers right then, usually. Um, Or you can go to our website and type in comments and we'll be notified and can follow up with you, send us emails. We definitely don't want this to just be something that is handled without just really careful gloves on. So don't just go into this conversation unprepared, but if there are more things that you need us to expand on, or if there's a specific situation that might be a little bit different, like a disabled parent or a disabled adult child. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there's all kinds of different scenarios and everyone's is 
a little bit different, but in general, these are kind of the rules that you want to follow. And um, yeah, it's really important. Good job. Really Good job. important. I think that's, yeah, this is one of those touchy subjects and we thought we'd just jump on it early. Um, so yeah, thanks, Sarah. That's, um, I think, I think we covered that well. Yeah. So what's next? Well, um, after you have had this conversation, you've set a date, prepared checklists, and, and really gotten all your ducks in order and answered all those questions, you can tune into our next podcast, which is going to answer the question, what are my options for care and what is the difference between each level of care? So we're going to dig into that and give you a general overview of all the different care options that are out there, either for you or your aging loved one. How many times yesterday did this topic come up? Uh, three. Mm-hmm. three. I was doing my regular daily lawyer thing, and uh, three times I called Sarah because Sarah has a, a side job where she helps people find nursing homes and assisted living and just talk about the differences. And three times yesterday, people were like, I don't understand the difference between this or that or whatever. I'm like, hang on a second. Let me get Sarah on the phone. (laughs) And so this is obviously something that is on everyone's mind. And so please join us for episode number five. And we will talk about the differences. And then probably episode number six will be um, how, you know, how to get good care there, how, how to know which one is appropriate for you. Mm -hmm. Anything else? No, just please keep listening, subscribe and share it with your friends and family. All right. Thank you for listening to the Answers on Aging podcast with Todd and Sarah. Be sure to hit the subscribe and keep tuning in each week as they bring you helpful, useful, and easy-to-find resources for making life as we age as simple and enjoyable as possible. For more information about today's episode, go to AnswersOnAgingPodcast.com. Click on the show notes tab and take advantage of the free resources right there at your fingertips. To see Todd and Sarah live, tune in to the Facebook page Senior Services NWA to catch their weekly live radio program every Wednesday morning. Todd and Sarah welcome feedback and love to answer your questions. So please let them know what you think by leaving a review and share with your friends and family.